0: Hi, I'm Todd Nadenson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And welcome to Song vs. Song. This week we have a sad douchebag off. One for the ages. Wait a minute, uh,
1: isn't that every single
0: episode? I'm, I'm not that sad. You are that sad and we're both douchebags. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm so
1: glad that you could be the sound and voice of reason.
0: Alright, but anyway, this week we are doing... Uh, Our sad douchebag off. We are doing Runaway by Kanye West versus Marvin's Room by Drake. Two very sad songs by two very sad people. Don't let Drake hear you say that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He doesn't like to be called sad. Uh, But anyway, and we have a special guest in the room today. The transgender street legend herself, Nat Puff, a.k.a. Left at London. Say hi, Nat. (laughs) Hi. Nat has just released her debut album under the name Left at London. It is hold on. I, I, I got this right a second ago.
2: <laughs> do you want do I, I can say it.
0: T-I-A P-F-Y-H
2: Yes. That's the title. It's an acronym. <laughs> What's an acronym for? Look at track three and track seven of the same album.
0: Yes. It's an acronym because it could stand for several things. But I just, yeah. listened, I just listened to it last night once I got back in from my birthday vacation. It is great. I am entirely proud to plug it. You are the first musician we've had uh on the show. Mostly we've just had other critics. And uh it's really lucky that it turned out to be really good. Oh
2: so thank God. <laughs>
0: I, I'd hate to have like a bad musician on there and have to say like eh, it was it's all right. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> please
2: <yes>. welcome Russ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really thought twenty twenty was gonna be the year of Russ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty was nobody's year.
0: It should have so been Russ's year. Well,
2: it So it sort of <laughs> might as well have been Russ's year.
0: It was Drake's year because every year since uh, since 2011 has been Drake's year. And I,
2: speaking of Drake.
0: Well, let me ask. We Sometimes we forget to ask, but we are going to ask right away. Which of these two songs is superior?
2: I got my money on Runaway. 100%. Call it the Kanye fan in me. But I, listen, I love some of Drake's shit. That's no secret. I love most of Kanye's shit. That's also no secret. And you'd think that it would be because of a bias, but I can admit to myself that Runaway is not Kanye's best song. Some people might. Oh, wow. But I don't think Runaway is Kanye's best song. Like, like, I think it's like considering Kanye's discography, I would rank it like probably like in the 75th percentile. Or something like that, or or is the, is that is is the higher the percentile is? Is that the good side or the bad side? Yeah, that means thinking.
0: you're better than seventy five percent of Kanye's other tracks. Yes, so you're okay. in the top twenty five percent.
2: Yeah, so I'd say that it's in the, like the top twenty five percent of the tracks, just because it's like such a really interesting track to me. But it's not his
0: best. Like I would give it a light six.
2: A light six?
0: No, uh, I'm kidding. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got the reference. God damn! Ah
0: ha, ha ha! Ha ha
2: ha! No, I
0: I really do love the album and the like. Someone in the comments posted that like the "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" would not make sense without Marvin's room. I mean, excuse me. Oh God! Without, <laughs> well,
2: it would make sense without Marvin's room because without did.
0: Runaway, it is like the yeah. centerpiece of the album. I'm going with Marvin's room.
2: I knew it. I knew it. it just seemed like a Marvin's Room guy. Uh, what does that
0: mean? I nothing. <laughs> either, either way, whichever way you land on this, if you say so you're like you're a runaway guy or you're a Marvin's Room guy, this doesn't really reflect well on you.
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like for me to say that I'm like pro runaway is like me saying that I'm like a flawed person in the limelight. Like we get it. Like. <laughs> Like we fucking get it, dude.
0: Yes, I too struggle with the weight of my hor- horrendous uh, money and fame. Well,
2: it, for it, it weighs it's just on fame, me all the- Not money, but uh, you get you get it.
0: I don't know. You you'd seem like a real idiot if you you sang this song as like an e celebrity. Like this is. <laughs> I'm really glad the sentence kept going.
1: For a second, I thought you just said you seem like a real idiot, and I was like, what is <laughs> happening?
0: You would. There's a apostrophe d at the end of. Uh, that at uh, That first word in that sentence.
1: We're all, as always, completely on target. Very funny. Wait, what about you? Podcast. What about you? Runaway
2: or Marvin's room? You're uh, the
1: tiebreaker. Oh wait, did you actually wait? Am I a tiebreaker? Did you say that you took Marvin's room? Is that I a thing did? I,
2: I yeah. So Todd took Marvin's room. I took Runaway. What are you taking?
1: Um, it's. I mean, it's definitely. It's definitely Runaway, right? Like, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. how, that, how that's a debate. But um, here I have. The, I have. So like, okay. So first of all, let's all be aware. Um. The twenty tens as a decade are. I did not listen to music that seemed new. I was sad for my all of my thirties, uh, and so I only listened to things that sounded like the past because that's what gave me comfort.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like these things are like these things might as well have come out yesterday for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't like immediately one song just seemed better. I have a real question: which one of them is less self aware? I don't know. They um, both seem
0: quite self-aware to me. Yeah.
2: Really? I feel like these are like, well, runaway for one thing is like definitely being like as self-aware as like, I think this is kind of like some of his most self-aware. This is like, like the fact that like, he's like, um, like, like if anybody's not self-aware in any of these songs it's push a T, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. There's something about like him calling himself like, like, Kind of in tandem with everybody that he knows, like douche, like a douchebag, an asshole, a scumbag, a jerk off that never takes work off.
0: I'm sorry. That's a terrible rhyme. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> you don't like that? No, that's too cute for me. Sometimes so, Kanye gets cute with the, the rhymes and like he does it like Kanye. You don't work too hard or at least working too hard is not your problem unless you're well, working yeah. too hard at being a jerk off, which
2: I think that there's a statement to be made in that sentence that like. Like, like that that like particular clump of lyrics, let's have a toast to the jerk offs that'll never take work off because it's mm-hmm. like he's specifically talking about, like he's talking from his perspective. He's talking about a guy who, uh, like this is essentially like his, I guess like apology to, like semi apology to her for like the Taylor Swift stuff uh, mm-hmm. when that happened. And That's like, right.
0: That was right yeah. after. Exactly.
2: For the first right time he after. performed it
1: one year later, right? Like at yeah. the same exact show.
2: Yeah, the VMAs. Um, I think so Taylor like,
0: performed at that show also about something aimed at, at Kanye. She's saying, I think, innocent. It was just like how angry she was at Kanye West.
2: Oh, man. But, but we can talk about the Taylor Swift Kanye West saga in a bit because that, that's a really interesting saga. Well, why, I, I uh,
0: as I recall, the Kanye versus Drake thing started happening right around this time because they used to be friends also. And
2: mm, around this time.
0: Uh, why do you think it happened later? Because I, you know, I, I, I,
2: I think it happened later because, okay, so my understanding of the Kanye V Drake uh, sort of uh, saga is that like they like, like Drake is on this album as like one of the vocalists in uh, all of the lights.
0: Yeah. Along with like 80 other people.
2: Yeah. It's crazy that track. But, mm-hmm. um, but like, like. Kanye had writing uh credits on some of Drake's songs. Um
0: directed his first video, as I recall. Directed Best I Ever Had the video.
2: Really? Nobody tells me nothing. God damn.
1: But, <laughs> so so I, thought we I, friends, <laughs> but, I thought we were friends, Kanye. But we were friends, Drake. Stop stop texting with Millie Bobby Brown.
0: Uh, stop to be. A real okay. friend would have said that to him already, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> a real friend who had said that already probably got out of Drake's circle really fast. <laughs> But that's only based off of what happened to I Love May Conan. Anyways, um, oh, I remember that Kanye and Drake were um, were like promoting this new album that they were supposedly collaborating on, like a Watch the Throne with Kanye and Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the only evidence of it, as far as I know, was like a couple of like rumors circulating. But the only thing that like confirmed the rumors was a billboard that uh, showed up in uh, L.A., I think, that said... Uh, it said something like Calabasas is the new Abu Dhabi or some shit.
0: Uh, I could have sworn they fell out real quick, but uh, apparently went on a a little later. I didn't.
2: Yeah, this was in 2016. Uh, Oh, wow. uh, This was in August. Uh, There's a, there's a billboard that says Calabasas is the new Abu Dhabi. Good X OVO. Uh, Good being Kanye West label, good music and OVO being October's very own, which is Drake's label. Something was supposed to happen there. And then uh, all of a sudden, like everything was being like, that was like the only teaser for it. And then the first hint at Kanye and Drake not getting along anymore that I think the public saw was after uh, it was revealed that Kanye revealed the news uh, to push a T that Drake was having a kid, which led to the story of Adonis added on. All right. Oh w- yeah, the story of Adidon. But the but I think like the shoe brand that he was promoting, like related to his kid or whatever, was called Adonis or something like that. I don't remember. This this shit is complex.
0: I don't know. I'm look Yeah, I'm looking at like, they've been um, they've been kind of like frictiony before that at at the very least, and they were like there are like long s- sagas of like their weird thing. I mean, you know, maybe in 2016 they were gonna patch it up like uh like Kanye patched it up with Taylor and yeah, then well, they like
2: did glow. They and did then, glow. The,
0: yeah. And then, um, and then they fell apart again, like Kanye did with Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The Kanye Drake Taylor trifecta is like the, the feud that has like subsumed all other feuds. Like it's like the, you know, it's like Europe before world war one, all because Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at an award show in 2009.
2: The amount of butterfly effects that like immediately went into place just after that VMA session. Wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, what I was saying, like Mm-mm. minutes ago, let's have a toast with the jerk offs. that will never <laughs> take work off. I have been trying to get back to this and I kept on forgetting like mid sentence. But um, so the reason why I like that lyric is because that Kanye is a very like, he reflects this a lot in his lyrics, but he's very like more focused on his career than he is on his life arguably Mm -hmm. like uh like he has uh like like maybe took some pictures with your sister uh 15 minutes then we're finished and it's back to business or whatever and then like uh then like later on where he's like i mean i'm just focused and like i think kanye is trying to present like for one of the few times in his career that maybe that's not a good thing by calling himself a jerk off and the only like like what other what other rhyme could you use (laughs) with like, like what, like as a that's songwriter, f-
0: that's fair. What,
2: what would you do in this moment? Like, let's have a toast for the wieners. Uh, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it.
0: No, there's it's a, a it's Kanye the has always done. from the very beginning has never been afraid to be corny and use like corny rhymes.
2: It's just like, and that's very obvious in the fucking first line of his verse she finds pictures in my email i send this bitch a picture of my dick i don't know what it is with females but i'm not too good at that shit very juvenile for the rest of the song like comparatively to the rest of the song where in which like a song where he's kind of like admitting that he's like juvenile and like trying to be a better person but simply just can't seem to do it and then immediately just being like like i send some dicks pics sometimes it's (laughs) Poe, buddy's nerfied, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think that might be like partially why I'm actually kind of leaning towards Marvin Room over over Runaway. And to be fair, to be clear, I really do love that album, and yeah. this song is really good. But I don't really understand and have never understood the whole sending girls dick pics thing. That is not my brand of embarrassing.
2: Yeah,
0: like I don't I relate much more to drunk dialing. I don't know. Maybe that's what you meant by saying it's like, you're a Marvin's room guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Let me, let me try to word this in a way that is not offensive to anybody.
0: Oh, either in the room or any of luck. the artists. We'll find uh, a way.
2: <laughs> we'll find a way. It might take a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like "Runaway" away is uh, like, like I don't relate to the verses uh, that Kanye drops in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I only really relate to the pre-chorus and the chorus, if anything, mm-hmm. as like a flawed artist or whatever. <laughs> but um, but I don't relate to the verse at all. And I think I think the difference between Runaway and Marvin's Room to me is that so Kanye has like this whole like, I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at that shit. Where meanwhile Drake is uh, in Marvin's room, like the first fucking thing that happens in Marvin's room is Drake making a mistake and being okay with it, and like refusing to accept that he's okay with like re- refusing to accept why it's wrong. And the thing that it is is not a lyric; it is actually the intro itself. Because oh,
0: that's that's a point. That's a good point. Yes,
2: the intro on Marvin's room is a drunk tech, uh, no, a drunk voicemail that he got from Erica Lee who sued because that she specifically told him not to use it (laughs) in the song. And he was like, no, you made the song. And like, we'll just settle out of court. And like, (laughs) that's what happened. And apparently like, uh, like I was reading on this, um, I was reading on this and, uh, on the track redemption, in 2016 he later said erica sued me and opened a business so we know what happened with erica <laughs> um, good for her good, good for erica she good for business. her good for her <laughs> but yeah but like i feel like symbolically uh like if we took like the non-lyrical parts of this song that were that like take up a lot of space uh, and those parts being the beginning of marmon's room and the end of runaway Uh, I think they both represent like why I believe runaway is a better song than Marvin's room because of like the thesis that they're trying to promote. So um, at the beginning of Marvin's room, there is the um, there's a drunk message that he didn't get permission to use. And like, while it does add to like the statement that the song is trying to make and try to like add to the environment that the song is like creating and like it, it, like her, message saying like are you drunk right now like in the bridge like kind of like appears over and over from a literal perspective he didn't get permission he kind of fucked that up uh and it doesn't really add too much to the song even though that he went into a lot of trouble for doing it uh so meanwhile we look at the outro of Runaway which is just like 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 it's the piano again at like the five minute mark until like the the nine minute mark. So it's like three minutes of just like, like strings and Kanye mumbling into a vocoder. The outro to run away is really interesting to me because that you can tell, uh, you can tell that like at the beginning, he's like, uh, saying the word, I'm gonna be honest. He's, he's saying the phrase, I'm gonna be honest. And then he goes to the, ooh, 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 you know, that thing. And then like, he goes into the regular sort of thing. God, there was some article that I saw that like somebody was in the room with him while he recorded that and like told the people like just what the vibe was in the room, not what he said, but what the vibe was. And it feels like my theory based on vague memories of this article and um, that may or may not exist. It might have mm-hmm. just been something I dreamt, uh, but my I have, theory. I have so many of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, made up things I made up that have informed my uh understanding of the song that I pulled out of my ass. Like that could possibly be Mandela effect. Yes. But anyway, go on. Uh,
2: But yeah. So it's like my theory on what he's talking about during that time. Cause like about like one minute before the song ends, you can start telling that he's definitely singing the chorus to the song, the time between I'm going to be honest and the chorus to the song reprise. You can't tell what he's saying. And I think that like the fact that like he's saying like, I'm going to be honest here. And then just like speaking out his heart, but you can't make out what it means. You can't make out what it says. It's very fucking like um, it's it's very representative of what this song in this album was trying to do, which was just paint like paint Kanye as a flawed person for the first time in Kanye's life, probably him trying to own up to his mistakes, but then being drowned out by the music and like, them being drowned out by kanye West's accomplishments and sort of like him sort of not understand like him sort of not understanding himself as well as the audience not understanding himself it's a very artistic choice i have tried to recreate the fucking vocoder sound in this because like i um i i love that vocoder sound and like i actually tried uh in, in an old song of mine my eyes are going anyway I actually like there's a section where it's like, there's that section, and I was directly inspired from this section of Runaway. So I have like, I have like a very personal uh, attachment to this song.
0: Having listened to your album, I was like, oh, geez, it is really obvious why Nat is going to go for Runaway. Like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep keep going there. I want to hear I want to hear more.
0: No, it was just like, this is like... Please please
1: review Nat's new album with the same success rate as Doug Walker (laughs) reviewing Pink Floyd's The Wall.
0: No. (laughs) Well, let me say, I just thought, like, this is very influenced by Kanye, and, like, I know you've said, you know, Frank Ocean before is, like, a main influence, but I was, like, listening to it was like, oh, wow, you know, we're not kidding. And it was like, so it was like, I think the main difference between these two songs is that Runaway is what I hear Kanye, the capital A artist, like the maestro with the, uh, you know, the baton. And part of me feels like I don't connect to Runaway as much as a lot of people do, because that's what I hear. I hear Kanye really, really proud of his art. And it's hard to uh, connect that to. I'm a total worthless douchebag who causes problems versus Marvin's room, which is like the drakest of Drake songs that has ever existed. Like, And it is like, there is no beat to it. It is like this just pure, like just chimes in the background, just sadness. And I remember the first time I heard Marvin's Room on the, I was like, I can't believe I'm hearing this on the radio. Not only because like it was so spare, but also like it was the most humiliating thing I have ever heard anyone perform at any time. Like it was like, I've watched a lot of sad bastard indie movies and I've never heard anything like this, like soul scarringly awful. Like, yeah, he drunk dialed an X like that's a joke that you like. and Drake became kind of a joke for a long time after this. You know, you Drake, the type of N word,
2: Drake, the type of guy to like, I I remember specifically the only one of those that I remember when those were like a big meme was uh, Drake, the type of guy to uh, flush the toilet after he farts in it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's the that's the only one that I know. That's the only one I know. And then he got on steroids and then started making the same music, but people respected him more. <laughs> Cause uh, people were like, I, I don't I don't wanna fuck with this guy. Like,
0: <laughs> like yeah. that's
2: literally all the change, because he still made like he still made like he made if you're reading this it's too if you're reading this it's too late, which was like very much him like at his most like braggadocious right. where he's just like being like, I'm very successful, nothing's wrong here, nothing wrong <laughs> Hold on, nothing's no. wrong here. There we go. Uh, and uh, then, like, in more life, he has like two different tracks about two different exes back to back, which were the song that he made about uh, one of the Williams sisters. I don't remember which Williams sister he dated, but um, after the...
0: I think I think it was Serena. I think it was Serena. Yeah,
2: was Serena one the was Serena the one that got uh, married to that guy who like founded Reddit?
0: Yes, that's Serena. Okay.
2: Yes, uh, so that uh, that was uh, that one song. Um, like, it's the one that's like, big
1: cup of I'm drowsy.
2: <laughs> that one. And then, like, the next one after that is uh, Teenage Fever, which is about J-Lo. I and even, not- like, Teenage Fever is about J-Lo. It, it's, it samples her.
0: How did I not know this?
2: It literally <laughs> samples her. It's all about J-Lo. And, and, like, he, like, references J-Lo on, like, two other tracks by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, once on Scary Hours 1, and then another time at the very first track on that same More Life mixtape, or playlist, or whatever you called it. Um,
0: oh, I hate a, a playlist. <laughs> right? It's a mixtape. It's a you know, collection of B-sides. Like They're all albums. They're just albums. They're, there's no difference between these things anymore.
2: I mean, like, I, I understand. I know, I know. The, okay, okay. Uh, controversial opinion. Controversial opinion uh i think that the reason that artists make distinctions between between albums and mixtapes are because of sort of like it's literally just the vibe of them like it's so stupid to say that but it's really (laughs) true because like um but but yeah anyways the first uh the first track on more life i don't remember the title of it uh i i listened to it recently but i don't i i haven't looked at the titles um Cause I was like in a more life mood. I don't know what, but anyways, <laughs> uh, the first the first track, uh, he goes like, "I drunk text J Lo old number, so it bounced back." Yeah. Very first track, so it's like Drake has not learned anything. To take care, <laughs> and I think that like say what you will about Kanye's mental state but at least it evolves <laughs> Drake has been uh, mentally regressed into that same state since Take Care and like onward whereas yeah. Kanye turns into different versions of crazy in every era of the album that's Athens.
0: fair you know yeah. um, Lena was saying you know which of these is less self-aware I also think Marvin's Room is quite self-aware as especially compared to a lot of Drake's later stuff like Hotline yeah. Bling. which there is no not a speck of self-awareness in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like in Marvin's room, he straight up admits like my ex is, you know, with a great guy now and she's happy. But you know what? I'm just going to call anyway and say, fuck him. There's only one person who looks bad out of this. And he had to know. And like I th- at the time, I thought this was very brave um, because there's just no way to spin this. Like at least when, you know, Kanye sending dick pics to random bitches. Like, yeah. at least, you know, that's an arrogant move.
2: And, like, and like Drake doesn't have, like, any less arrogance in his song because he opens his, like, one rap verse in this with, I think I'm addicted to naked pictures and sitting talking about bitches that we almost had. So, like, both have, like, similar scumbag vibes uh, to each of them. <laughs> but, like, both are, like, different types of scumbags. I feel like... I feel like Runaway is a jock while Marvin's Room is an incel. Does that make any sense?
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Slow.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yes, yeah. that makes perfect sense. And, you know, we were talking, you you mentioned, like, Kanye has evolved. Like, I haven't listened to Runaway in, like, many years. Like, you know, I just haven't gotten around to it, or like, at least not really listened to it. I forgot it was nine minutes long. You know, now that... Him and Kim are on the outs are, you know, they're over like this is so much darker in hindsight because like Kim's like, I've, you know, (laughs) Kim has been leaking stuff to the press. Like I thought, you know, I knew Kanye had his problems. I thought we were going to work together to fix them. And, you know, he's just not trying.
2: Yeah.
1: But like, but isn't it literally right there in this song? Isn't yeah, that, like, like, now th- like here's the thing about it. Okay. Again, and the reason why I made that joke about Pink Floyd's The Wall is that I feel like because like not only is this song nine minutes long, not only is this a big album, but also like he made a 35 minute short film about a yes. uh, about a about a Phoenix bird lady. Um and that makes me nervous that anything I say is gonna be completely incorrect. But <laughs> to me, the song in the abstract is about constantly being able to identify the shitty things that you do, but then inevitably doing it again, forgetting and then starting over just this repeated cycle. And I, you know, my thing is I can't tell like this is, okay, so the self-awareness question is literally that I can't tell to what extent he understands it. Let me provide an analogy. We're all familiar with the the meme where, there's a microphone held up to a cat's face and it says, sir, are you aware that you are a cat? And then that cat <laughs> makes like a really shocked expression. Here's the thing. How does that cat not know they're a cat? Oh. And by that token, how does Kanye not know? But maybe that cat really didn't know that they are a cat. And that's why they, like that look of shock was genuine. And maybe Kanye genuinely like is in the cycle and was able to, in a moment write a song about the fact that he's in the cycle and then immediately continue the cycle because he can't, it's like not being able to hang on to long-term memories. It's not being able to make long-term memories in a way.
2: Yeah. Cause like, like Kanye says at the beginning of the pre-chorus, like I always find something wrong. And then to like add on to it, the entire bridge is just him saying, run away from me as fast as you fucking can. He knows that he's a fucking liability he knows that he's an asshole that will never change. And this is the only time that he views that as a bad thing where he like knows in other songs that it's partially what made him successful. But in this song, he's like, but it's also damaging my personal relationships. And that is what's interesting because like.
1: But then he's also- like, but then like, let, but let's let have a toast. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird that like, in a way, he he waffles back and forth. Like, it feels really non-committal to me.
2: I don't think that he's saying let's have a toast in like a celebratory way. I think he's saying it like almost like, like, okay. So for context, there is another song. Well, there's a song that I did. I I did a verse on this song called, called Childish by Fixel. And I did, uh, they asked me to do a verse on it. And I did, I opened that with a line. Uh, I suppose we should all have a toast to celebrate while we're gathered. God, what was the, what are my lyrics? Hold on. (laughs) Had I been someone else who could talk, talk much less, it wouldn't have mattered not to use my own lyrics to like show the, show the sort of like, we're talking about Kanye kind
0: of, and Drake. You're allowed to up yourself, rep yourself for this one there. They wouldn't, you know what? That's, for that's a good point. That's a good fucking point. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, so it's like, I don't think that he's like, cause he's not saying let's have a, like let's have a toast for like the hard workers. Let's have a toast for like the artists and stuff. He's saying, he's calling them douchebags assholes, scumbags, and this is, like, him and his peers. He knows that he's in a bad fucking group of people that aren't letting him grow and, like, are holding him back for the sake of his career and his, like, income, but this is, like, the only time where he's able to admit it is, like, kind of, like, celebrating his accomplishments that may have not been worthwhile in the end for his own personal and spiritual... Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay, like, but like, yeah. like,
1: all right, so here's what I, in the context of history, right? Like, he had a bad year, 2009, and then this came out and was like a big comeback, right? Yeah. My perception oh, is know, like, he did, would... he, did he know? Like, when he made that, when he made this song, was he expecting the honesty of this to land in such a way that he would bounce back and have this huge, massive success again? Like, this is the thing, it's like, I can't tell how brilliant he is and in which, in which way. Oh,
2: I actually think I found something while you were talking uh, that might, um, that might, uh, kind of convince you that he wasn't trying to like be celebratory about this. Uh, cause like, uh, I clicked on the push a T, uh, verse, like, like verse two push a T on the genius annotations. Thank God for genius.
0: Thank God for uh, genius. Yeah.
2: Thank God for genius. But, uh, but so there is, uh like, like Pusha T came to like talk about some of his lyrics and he mentioned his verse on Runaway in which uh, apparently Kanye said, quote, listen, I need more douchebag. I just need more douchebag and made Pusha T write it about like four or five times, like rewrite the <laughs> verse. So like it's obvious that like it's obvious that Kanye wanted to like make this not a celebration of douchebaggery, but rather a uh um, Sort of like a fun house of douchebaggery, where it's like, oh, this is like a really like weird and nice look into something that sucks. Oh, God, like, um, like the the last fucking line in Pusha verse is, "I'm just young, young rich, rich and, and tasteless." That's yeah. yeah, that's a
0: thesis statement in its own.
2: Yeah, that's like okay. pretty much the whole song.
1: Here's the thing that's sort of again, like it's it's interesting to look at it historically, and I know some people will not like the next thing I'm going to say because they hate when I bring up politics, but. Just again, like just <laughs> as a specific, like in this case, like here is a man that literally got to a point w- where he was wearing a MAGA hat and it yeah. wasn't because I think he agreed with Donald Trump's politics, but because he looked at Donald Trump's behavior and saw somebody that he related to the, yes. the way that like they dealt with fame, the way that like he saw Donald Trump as, as a peer, like they're both rich. They both are brilliant, perhaps misunderstood And like, here's what I think when I hear him singing about the douchebags and all this. Like, I think about Donald Trump saying I could go into Times Square and shoot somebody and still keep all the same votes. No one would stop voting for me. Like, that's the thing that's sort of interesting. And like, I can't tell again, like, is Kanye miserable about that? Is he happy about it? Is he ambivalent about it? I don't
0: know. I I would say he's not happy about it.
2: Verse three, Kanye West. I'm just going to read this off. Never was much of a romantic. I can never take the intimacy. And I know I did damage because the look in your eyes is killing me. I guess you knew of that advantage because you could blame me for everything. And I don't know how I'm a manage if one day you just up and leave. So this is obviously Kanye realizing that he has done way too much bad shit in this relationship to salvage it, which is a contrast from 808s and Heartbreak, where he's essentially like like being like
0: a woman so heartless.
2: yeah, like, and you'll never find nobody better than me. He says that in Heartless. Yeah. And so it's like, um, so it's like for him to say, like, like all of this is the most self-aware that Kanye has been and possibly will ever be. The fact, like, because like you, like, if you look at sort of the way that Kanye deals with his own re- relationship to the people in his life and uh, like his own fame and how that affects how how each affects the other like you see um for example in the album yay which was the album the first album that he released of his own uh whether it was like like uh his own stuff or like a collaborative project where he um
0: this is the ep from 2018
2: uh it was it was technically an album just because it had more than seven tracks uh but uh, okay <laughs> but uh But yeah, so he released Ye and like, I feel like Ye was much more of him like, oh, I have bipolar. That explains everything. And I'm going to do nothing with that information. Uh, Like it was very much like a like, you know, that scene in BoJack where he's like, so what you're saying is that it's society's fault. (laughs) I've been thinking (laughs) about
0: BoJack the entire discussion. I was like, this is yeah, we're we're talking about a season of BoJack Horseman here or the entire run of BoJack Horseman of being self-aware and doing nothing about it. And Kanye yeah, has, just, like... It's
1: funny, like, okay, so in that video, like, there's this moment that I guess now in the context of talking about it is very Tears of a Clown, where yeah. he's at that dinner table, like, he's there at the feast, and the guy next to him says, your girlfriend's beautiful. Did you know she was a bird? And he goes, no nah, I hadn't noticed that. And I, <laughs> like, just, like, that thing where, like, he kind of shoots past stuff is a joke but is also genuine and very sad.
2: Yeah. There's also a moment in that same, uh, in that same dinner scene in the runaway film where, um, where like they serve the dinner and it's a giant, like roast bird. It's a giant roast bird. And like the (laughs) girl, like the girl is like, holy fucking shit. She's having like a panic attack in the middle of this dining room and like 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 she has like wings coming out of her wings it's crazy
1: but like it's wings uh, on wings on wings it's wild wings
2: on wings on wings this is like wingstop baby but
1: uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much um what i took from that scene uh going off of uh what you said lena pretty much like kanye not noticing that his girl is a bird and then like taking her to like a like a feast where they're eating bird I feel like um, I feel like that's connected in a way where it's like he's specifically saying like like he doesn't know what he's doing wrong until somebody kind of like points it out to him. And then like even then he's like he'd rather like like um, fix the damage for his sake rather than other people's sake, which like, again, self-awareness without being really like fixing it. I feel like the brand of self-awareness in Runaway uh, is different than the self-awareness in Marvin's room. Cause the self-awareness in Marvin's room is like, like, yeah, I'm a douchebag, but I'm justified. Whereas Runaway is like, yeah, I'm a douchebag. It's not justified, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Does that I
0: make sense? I would not say that um, Drake feels justified in doing what he does, which is like humiliate himself in front of his ex and regret it in the morning You know, it is true that neither of these people improved with time. Like, Kanye's like, I'm a douchebag, and he just slowly became more of a douchebag as he lost, you know, control of himself. And Drake, like you said, has absolutely stagnated. He has not, he is, like, Drake in 2020 is not all that different from Drake in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Except that oh, very- I'm far less interested in him. Yeah. Well, you know what?
1: what's actually really interesting about that is that it actually, in my mind, ties to the whole Millie Bobby Brown thing, right? Like yeah. uh, he. D- well, God, no, I mean, like, the, our, look, mess. I'm not, I'm young, not, okay, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to engage with it on like a like a cruelty level, but like in a way that I yeah. think is just matter of fact true. Um, I believe that he thinks that he is engaging with her because he wants to say to her the things that he wish somebody would have said to him to avoid trauma, the trauma that he experienced of being a child actor. But the thing is, because he experienced that trauma, he got locked in in some ways into a state of arrested development. So he's always in some ways still kind of that age, which is why a lot of his albums like how like why emotionally he doesn't seem like he's grown that far, and it's the yeah. real reason why he's engaging with someone who's so young. It's because in a, a part of himself is still like a child actor. he just I mean, like, I guess that like a lot of child actors have this problem. But like, I don't know, there's something (laughs) between the music and the specific interaction that all sort of adds up. Do you know what I mean?
0: I I think I'm going to run with the the Drakey Roberts former child star aspect. Like, I don't I guess that hasn't really been explored in a lot of uh, analyses of Drake I've uh, I've ever seen. But that seems like it explains quite a lot, actually, now that you mentioned it. I'm going to keep that one in mind next time Drake drops anything. Yeah,
1: I just uh, like it's interesting because like I don't, I wonder what he'll do next. But like, like Kanye, like we're about to
0: see what happens next. So, but, like,
1: what will Kanye? Like, will Kanye do, a, like a like his version of like a Robin Thicke Paula level album? Is that a thing that could like, will like will he just think... fall apart? Like, what happens? Like, like again, like not in a cruel way, but yeah. literally, like he's been with the same one person for better or worse for a very long time. Like, yeah. I don't know that being with her helped him, but being without her- He did make that her, song. Which song? He did
2: make that song um, that was like, uh, Wouldn't Leave, off of VA, uh, where he was like, where he was yeah. talking about like how like, he was watching himself in uh, the business, like lose a lot of money and like, like Kim was having panic attacks and like she would, he would say like, you can leave me now and then Kim would respond by like not leaving. And there- I'm interested to see where he think, like what he thinks about that song now uh, in like retrospect, like as a person who has been left by that same person, like I did not agree or like the thesis of that song at all. Uh, wouldn't leave. Uh, and so seeing the repercussions sort of happen uh, where he is being left uh, partially because of all this shit that he has done. I don't know if like and this is not me like this is not me doubting Kanye's artistic vision or whatever. This is this is me just saying, like, from an emotional standpoint, I don't know if Kanye can make another like 808s, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, any of those types of albums, because he's already done it twice. He's already made like a like a we were we both were wrong. This sucks. I want out of here album like twice. And to make a third one, I can imagine that he touches a little bit about the divorce on the next album. But like the fact that like the last album that he made was like a very religious album to the point where he literally asked everybody working on it, not to have premarital sex while he made the album. I don't know what he's going to do in reference to like divorce Cause divorce in Christianity is like a sin. And like, I don't know how he's going to like try to process that in the music. I really don't know how he's going to do that.
1: I don't know either, but like, I guess the reason why runaway is more interesting to me uh, is just like, like when I say that I can't tell how self-aware it is, it, what, what I like about that is that there are layers on layers to it where I constantly find myself looking at it from different places I don't do that with Marvin's Room. Like, I just listen to that and go, wow, what a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, Like, and it's not that it's a bad track, but, like, I don't... When I I listen to Kanye, at least in this occasion, I'm, like, if not sympathetic in that abstract, like, understanding what it is to, like, make the same mistakes over and over again until you finally break the cycle. Like, I understand that. But, like, in general, there's something capital a artful and interesting about that and i just don't feel that way about marvin's room at all like that just, just like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like that to me
2: yeah cuz marvin's room comes from an album where he is essentially talking about like how he can never figure out women and like how it sucks that he can't figure out women and like even in the song he says like i'm lucky that you picked up lucky that you stayed on i need someone to put this weight on while i'm sorry and yeah. like like he just wants to apologize just for the sake of like
0: Having an audience. Like
2: like having an audience, having somebody be like, like, I forgive you. Like he needs to say, I'm sorry for his sake, not for the other person's sake.
1: Right.
2: Where meanwhile, in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, like I think the only song that touches on um, relationship issues as much as this is blame game. Does anybody here remember blame game?
0: Not off the top of my head, which one. Okay, That's,
2: that's the one where uh, that is samples Aphex Twin and has Chris Rock at the end of it.
0: Oh, geez. That Chris yeah. Rock bit. <laughs> Yeezy taught me. Jeez.
2: Yeezy reupholstered my pussy. But, like, <laughs> there's that whole, like, um, bridge that John Legend does near the beginning of the song where he's like, I'll call you bitch for short as a last resort. In my first resort, you call me motherfucker for long. And at the end of it, you know, we both were wrong. So, like kanye on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy seems a lot more interested in like admitting that he was wrong for a purpose beyond just like i want things to be over this is not to say that this matches up with kanye's personal antics or anything but it seems artistically that he's much more interested in like actively trying to find like actively trying to make good with uh his like the people in his life and his public image by admitting how awful he believes that he is for the first time in a long time if ever um whereas take care comes after album after album of like admittedly i haven't listened to drake's discography as in depth as kanye's discography so it like i'm not sure how accurate of a um of a
0: drake puts out so much that it's hard to listen to it in depth yeah it's a it's a new giant mess of songs that it's you know you don't need to put out all of these you can save out you can save some of these later so it's kind of hard to listen to it in depth certainly after after 12 years of this shit
2: yeah uh, I'm trying to see how many albums he's made. God damn. Yeah, it's
1: just hard for me. Um, as, and they're long in general, albums, too. It's hard, it's hard for yeah. me to connect with artists like that. You know, like, my artist is Fiona Apple, and it's like, she puts that on an album, and I'm like, thanks, sis, see you in 10 years. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I like that. And, like, she has an opportunity for growth each time. And, I don't know, again, like, even just, like, that, that long 35-minute short film of using the Phoenix as both him trying to understand women, but also like he identifies with the Phoenix and it's like, it's just fascinating. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what he means. I don't know what his takeaway is, but I cannot help but feel like he is really trying to work through some stuff.
2: Yeah. 100%. I feel like, I feel like the difference between Drake and Kanye artistically is Drake views music as a job, just a thing he does to get money and this doesn't mean that he can't have emotional depth in his music. It's just what I feel like, like like to have interludes on several of his albums that are pretty much just like him talking about like how hard he's working and like in that album cycle where Kanye has like, uh, whereas Kanye, I feel like, I feel like Kanye specifically uses music as a, as a, um, vehicle for his ego to like deflate or inflate, depending on what he feels like he needs. I feel like album mode is the most, uh, confessional that Kanye really gets. Like he talks about his therapist in, uh, in fucking life of Pablo. And it kind of feels like everything that he talked about with his therapist was shit that he later wrote about in more depth. And, Honestly, I wouldn't doubt if Kanye was like, "Check out my music to my to like to his therapist," Uh, because like it probably it probably gives the therapist a little bit of context. Like, to Uh, be honest,
0: I can't imagine talking about your you know like sharing the things you write to your therapist. I can. I I
1: (laughs) I was going to say like, do do you not go in every week, Todd, and be like, anyway, so like here's. Let me tell you about the two C slide. By the way, let's all just <laughs> let's all admit that the two C slide is. I see. I listen to that, and I'm like, that is the epitome of Drake to me. Uh, just like <laughs> such a, such a, and also the fact such that such a like, careerist Ka- thing. Kanye would never like. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Kanye would never do a two C slide. Like that's
0: just not him. Yeah,
2: Kanye did. um... Uh, I love it, which I feel like is the closest to Tusi slide that dra- that uh, Kanye's gonna get. Yeah,
0: we yeah, working with a little pump. That's not something you do out of artistic uh, artistic just, but need. Even that is like, and then
1: premiering the video at the Pornhub Awards. <laughs> but but see, but that's exactly it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, that it's, it's a, do that's that. a rare
0: thing for Kanye.
1: But it almost yeah. seems like I made it, and now I'll put it on Pornhub to self destruct, or like just to like make it so weird that like people will be like, "What does it mean?" You know. Well,
2: Well, apparently, from what I can understand, I love it. And performing it on SNL was like partially the reason was partially Kanye's come to Jesus moment where he was like, wow, this is who I am now. And then he just like started making like Christian music like right after that.
0: That's that's an overcorrection. That's (laughs) yeah, that's that's too far in the other (laughs) direction, Kanye.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, I appreciate
1: that you made this the understatement of the century.
0: (laughs) You did it. Oh, but yeah, I. Now that you mention it, yeah, Drake does seem like he's doing this for a job. He does come out here to be memed to go viral versus Kanye, who just straight up does not give a shit about any of that shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like Kanye does occasionally like dabble in like trying to like make something that's like. Memeable, like yeah. I don't think that "Hurry Up with My Damn Croissants" would have been in that song if not like <laughs> an intentional choice to make that into somewhat of a meme. I feel like,
0: well, Kanye was like, always funny, like especially the early albums from before uh, "My Beautiful Dark Dark Twisted Fantasy." He was he was funny. He was corny. He'd make like Will like steal jokes from Will Ferrell and then like Happy Gilmore and shit. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, only like around the turn of the the decade that he starts. Starts disappearing into his own ass, if I may say so. And I love a lot of the stuff he made in his own ass, but
1: it's a, it's a great, uh, no, I'm not phrasing. Familiar. Yes, I know. So I don't, yeah. It's great <laughs> yeah. It's a really, it's a thing. I don't know. I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, that Lonely Island movie, pop Star, never Stop never stopping. Yeah. As much I, as it's I about, I
2: haven't seen that I as much as it's
1: it. about like Bieber and all that other stuff. The, there is a final song that they put out called incredible thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. and the last line of it is sometimes my mind blows my mind. Incredible. <laughs> and there is something like that feels very Kanye Kanye-esque. about it. Kanye-esque. Yeah. Um, like, and it, it, I think it makes sense that there would be kind of a two-way street between like those types of comedians and him. Because he can be or like he at least he used to be kind of funny, funny enough to be able to kind of go toe-to-toe with them.
0: No, but yeah, like,
1: I don't know. I stand by it. He is,
0: Kanye is the is the
1: cat that you're asking. Sir, are you aware that you are a cat? And then he looks very shocked.
0: You know, the, the thing about Drake is like when he came out, he was like up to, I, I feel like take care, maybe not any further than take care, but like his big thing was that he was just so self-aware about how fleeting fame was and how this is, this all, all this shit was going to disappear tomorrow. And it didn't, it didn't for him. He just kept being the most successful pl- uh, artist on the planet. I guess I, I, my question is like, where do you go from that? Like, you're not going to disappear tomorrow. Even if you stop making music tomorrow, you would still be like etched into Mount Rushmore, at least under under influence.
2: It is really weird because like, like, despite Drake being like this really like huge, huge, huge artist, I heard singles from every single album, whether I liked it or not, mm-hmm. except for the last two full lengths that he released, which were Dark Lane Demo Tapes and Care Package, which I think is why he's like, advertising the fuck at a cert- certified lover boy to the, like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like his image is like actively trying to change for the sake of marketing.
0: I don't know. I hear, I hear what's next a lot as in performance. Like I hear it in commercials at the very least, yeah. like they're promoting it very hard, but yeah. it's it's certainly not a hotline bling or a hold on. I'm going home or a nice for what or anything. It's not going to, I mean, we we'll, we're about to see what happens next. So yeah. Oh, well, we have talked the two these two songs yeah. to death.
2: I feel like I, I will say that like both Kanye and Drake, I have never been like following these two musicians. Like, first of all, I've never followed them as closely as I have like in the in like these past like four years. Uh, and like because their careers have lasted since like mid 2000s early 2000s shit like that I've never been in a position uh where I did not know at all what was going to happen next I did not have any clue and I feel like with Kanye I have no fucking clue what his next album is going to be like if he even releases one he might just like continue doing clothes until he dies uh and then Drake I don't know what certified lover boy is going to be about I don't know if it's going to perform well I don't know if it's going to show any growth as an artist or a person. I doubt it, but I don't He'll know. Probably,
0: I You know, I, I feel like Drake is going to at least have, you know, a couple good singles and a lot of filler. That's that's what I expect from Drake. But, you know, who yeah. knows? I could be wrong.
1: I was going to say, if you say so, Tostradamus, I feel like you really <laughs> cursed him with that. Just saying that is just, that's the death knell.
2: Well, I think it's really I, I, funny that, like, Drake, like, since nothing was the same, like... After nothing was the same, every time that he did a mixtape versus an album or like a playlist, like Mm -hmm. More Life, if you're reading this, both two good projects. Views, Scorpion, sucked. I
0: think, yes. They sucked. And like
2: those are like what he considered as albums.
0: They're so full of filler. They're so so long.
2: Randomly, like I forgot that, like, like, I was like not remembering that we um, were going to do this podcast until like yesterday Mm -hmm. Um, and like a couple days before out of serendipity, like right before I went to sleep, like I couldn't go to sleep for a little bit because I had Michael Jackson's super filtered chorus from uh, it don't matter to me off a scorpion, just like running through my head, like a, like a constant loop. Just how do you get the vocals to sound like that? (laughs) How do you do that? Why, why do you need to do that? He was Michael Jackson.
0: Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he he could be improved on, I guess, vocally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he could use some work. Uh,
0: all right. Well, Michael, I if think... you're
2: listening, next project you put out, I'm sure you'll have a much better vocal delivery.
0: <laughs> all right. At the end of every podcast, we do a thing we call the, the, I guess it's the four questions now.
1: I don't know if the, 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 the third, the new third question, I don't know. Well, we could try it. I think the answer is going to be neither, though. All right. Um, but we'll see. OK, so, yes, three questions. are kind of like the focus up after we've rambled for, um, in this case, an hour. Um, okay. You know, things that'll make it so that we feel secure in, in our opinions as you as one is wants to be. Uh, the first yes. question is um, one of these songs must be erased from history and one must stay for the culture. Which one has to stay?
2: Runaway has to stay.
1: Marvin's room. Really?
2: What did Mar? Okay, sorry <laughs> to get offensive. Uh, sorry, sorry to get defensive here, but like, what did Marvin's room do for the world except for make a couple of people that already sucked a little bit worse?
0: <laughs> no, I just feel Why like we- the entire Drake project, like it ties the room together. Like oh, that's like I've I seen a lot. The I've room
2: s- together time
0: the marvin's room together wow. <laughs> <laughs> no like i i feel like it is like the most drake of the drake songs and it ch- i've seen quite a few people you know a big official list say like that is the drake song that is the yeah. most drake song that is the song that no one else could have released but drake and no one else is ever going to release versus runaway is like the centerpiece of kanye's life but he has so many other songs in that tier I feel like Kanye has so much, including especially on that album. Like I would put power, I would put all of the lights up in that tier. I think that those effectively hold the space that Runaway does, and I'd be happy for that. I, I mean, it, you wouldn't, you don't hear them in beer commercials, I guess, but <laughs> peps
2: and I always find
0: it. <laughs>
2: Goddamn! But um, like, I'm trying to imagine um, like how different the musical landscape would be. Like, like how different like pop, R&B, rap, et cetera, would be if one of these songs didn't get released. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Marvin's Room didn't get released, we would still have 808s to sort of like push the, and the rest of Take Care to sort of like push that sound a little bit further to the mainstream. Whereas, because um, Marvin's Room wasn't even the biggest song off of Take Care, Right? There there was, there was a title track. Uh there was uh there was Hell Yeah. But yeah, fucking, fucking right, right. And yeah. Headlines and the motto. Uh, oh right, was, the motto. That was, yeah, that was a bonus track. YOLO. So yeah, so like I I think that if Marvin's Room wasn't released, Drake would still make the stuff that he made because 808 still existed. Whereas yeah. if Runaway wasn't made, which was like the first time Kanye like like, 808s was the first time Kanye kind of explored, like, that sort of type of seriousness in his music. Whereas, like, uh, College Dropout Through Graduation was a lot... Like, that had a sound. Um, 808s had its own sound. And My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy had its own sound. But there was, like... If you compare Runaway to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy as a whole versus Take Care versus the rest of Take... Uh, Versus uh, Marvin's Room uh, going against the rest of Take Care. I feel like if Runaway didn't exist, the album would have fallen a little bit different on people's ears. Whereas if Marvin's Room didn't exist, if it just went straight into Buried Alive interlude, it'd be the same album. Does that make
0: any sense? That makes perfect sense, yes. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: we even said this at the beginning, that that's kind of the thesis. Like, didn't you say, Todd, that there was a comment that was like, well, like basically my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, like is all kind of leading up to run away. Like it's mm-hmm. just yeah. like getting, it's kind of the linchpin track. Like what is that album without that track? Like, yeah. so to meanwhile,
2: me, it's take, the one that has
1: to
0: stay.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, Marvin's room is like track six or something on take care. I, yeah.
0: Like, something it's really like on the album. Like I, it's not as important to the album as it is important to Drake. The, the artist as like a whole. Yes. I feel like
2: agreed. I just think that like, if I had to erase one from history,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it would not be Runaway. It All would right. not be Runaway. Yeah, it's- I, w- I would spare almost any song <laughs> against Runaway.
0: Almost. All right. Second question. We're yes. gonna, I think we're going to stay split on that one. Second question. <laughs> you
1: know? Is, um, okay, so you could like experience, you could be a fly on the wall, invisible as it were, and watch the creation of one and only one of these songs that would include like, every part of it if you want, like, you know, like deep bedroom thoughts, like in the studio, like, and the music video, if you wish. Um, but you can only be around for one of those, which is the one. Runaway. I'm going to say
2: runaway again yeah. uh, for That's- two reasons. Uh, number one, if I were in the room while runaway was being made, I would find out exactly how um, <laughs> I find out exactly what he would be saying during the vote section. And number two, uh, if I were in the room, uh, that uh, Marvin's room was being made in, I would be very uncomfortable and that would be, that, that would be it. <laughs> like, I feel like, like Drake going like, oh, and then I'm going to like include this voicemail. Like, I feel like I just like feel like I need to take a shower after that shit.
0: Oh, that's it yeah, that is absolutely the case. And you know, they, I like how spare Marvin's room is, but I wouldn't want to see it getting made. Like what would be the point? Like it, it couldn't have taken more than 10 minutes versus like, there's six bajillion things going on and run away. So yeah, I, I imagine I, that would be much more interesting. I really like yeah. the idea
1: of finding out what it is. That it, Although like, oh no, like what if you find out it and it's terrible, but I don't know. I think it's better. I think in this case, it would be cool to know. It would be like if you knew what Bill Murray said at the end of Lost in Translation, except a thing you care about.
0: <laughs> oh, take that, Sofia Coppola.
1: Bam. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the third question is, is the one that I'm like... Would she? Um, so Megan the Stallion, she's going to get up to a night of hot girl shit. But before she does, she's going to listen to – she's going to create, you know, like a playlist, if you will, of the classical variety um, of one and o- – it's only it's going to include one and only one of these tracks. Which one of these songs forever after is hot girl shit?
0: Wow. Like this, I can't that think of a – I can't think of a, a matchup we've done that would be, that's more inappropriate for this question. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: literally the answer is neither. Right. Like yeah. I'm not.
0: Okay. I think you could, I, I think you could get hyped to run away. I, I mean, th- like you'd have to work, f- work on it, but you, you could, you could do it. It'd take some effort, but you could do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know that it, it seems to me that she's headed for a night of therapy. Like I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> okay. Have you seen, okay. For context, I feel like when Marvin's room plays at like a Drake show, like I'm going solely off of what gets people hype at shows. Marvin's Room, I feel like when it's played at a Drake show, uh, like like the one clip of Marvin's Room that I've seen being played live, somebody literally brought a picture of their ex and sang to it in the audience. That's the vibe that Marvin's Room gives when it's being played, even when you're screaming at the top of your lungs. Meanwhile, uh, on the other side, during the Yeezus tour, there is a very funny like viral clip of Kanye performing uh, Runaway on the Yeezus tour, and he's got like the he's got like this drum pad that like all the piano keys are like um programmed to and so he 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 just taps one he just goes like, there's that piano note and he like he like backs away from the drum pad and everybody goes fucking nuts. <laughs> that is the vibe that if either of those songs were to be hot girl shit, it'd be runaway. Runaway for all three questions.
1: Yeah, but wait, okay, so I'm still going to say neither. I still feel very, like, like I think that's a great not argument, if, okay, but I still think... Not even I, if you
2: had to say, like, like gun to your head, one of these has to be hot girl shit.
1: No,
0: yeah, like, it's
2: got to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, Runaway.
1: definitely, any, any, song, any song where, like, as soon as you hit the first note, people yeah. erupt, I think, yes, technically.
2: Yeah, Runaway is, like, the hype beast's uh, Welcome to the Black Parade.
0: <laughs> people made that uh, comparison in the comments, also. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's like, it's like
1: hearing the first chord of uh, A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles, like, yeah. you know exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, all right, the fourth question, arguably the most important question, not of this show, but in all of recorded human creation. Yes. William Shatner. Sure. The, the man, the myth, the legend, a singer, who can say? Certainly his answer is Yes. He's gonna do a Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Fuck for the culture and for all time. Which yes. one of these songs must be shot upon?
2: This is the only. This is the only Marvin's room. That I've
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's there's too
2: perfect. Cups uh, as, the always, <laughs> as always, as <laughs> always, when Just we in do, my
0: old phone. <laughs> I should call, but it. it, it
2: it's so it would be so good.
0: There's a. Th- as always with the rap questions, ep- with the rap episodes, we always have to like, uh, do we want Shatner that close to the N word? Like, even if we edit it out, but like there, there's some hard ends in the. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Yes. You can just take it out. I yeah. mean, literally, somebody else did a a a a lady response version of this, and it was I, a white lady, so she doesn't use that word.
2: Wait, yep. in of Marvin's room.
0: Yeah, JoJo of uh, leave parentheses get out fame. Get out right now. Right
2: now. Leave.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, she grew up and uh, she's still recording and she did a, her own version of Marvin's room. Is it good? I knew a lot of people who liked it. I was like, no, I don't think so. This is like too hot. Like she's too good. She's too in a good place for this to work. Like, well,
1: My, my point is that if yeah. she can do that and not use a single N word, then yeah. surely Shatner will be fine.
2: William yeah. Shatner is not the type of person to do that, though. <laughs> I don't think William Shatner has the emotion, has the same emotional capacity for like censoring himself from saying the N word as Jodo does. Uh,
1: well, here's okay. So here's the thing, William Shatner. Um, and again, I apologize to William. I apologize to William Shatner, who I know listens every week.
2: You don't <laughs> have to do this. I've,
1: I've, 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 I've read your tweets, sir. <laughs> They're terrible. Here's the thing. (laughs) Truly, I believe that he has been such an asshole for such a long time that if he was the type of dude that just dropped the M word confidently and comfortably in public, we would know.
0: Yeah, that's That's fair. That's my
1: argument. I feel like he's such a dick that if that was like behind closed doors, I'm not saying one way or the other. Publicly, I feel like we would know by now if he was going to have done it. I think he would have done it by
0: now. Let's have a toast for the douchebags.
2: What a strange debate that i was involved <laughs> in today.
0: We I don't. Would that's William what, that's Shatner what this podcast is. Was, Terrible.
2: God damn. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, th- I think he could also do a decent runaway for the, for he could. what it's worth.
2: He could. I, not- I, I can't imagine him successfully pulling off Pusha T's verse.
0: No, that's. I can't
2: imagine him saying the phrase I'm young, rich and tasteless in a way that like made makes sense. me believe that he's either ro- young or rich. I just can't do it.
0: I mean, I'm sure he is very rich. At least these days.
1: I mean, he owns many horses. And in that way, he's horse rich, right? That's he's, a thing. What? William Shatner is, is like the original horse girl. I have always thought, I've always felt. You're, we're, we're way off track here. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, I think it's Marvin's room.
2: Marvin's room, 100%.
0: Yeah. All this right. This is the
2: only one that like, like we're like topsy-turvy on.
0: I, i no, no, I agree. I, I absolutely agree with you on, on, on this, but I, I'm just saying he. I'm just saying he could also do a decent runaway. <laughs> well, all right, we're we're all, we're already running way long, so we're going to get to the reader comments on this one. Yes. Saul Rabbit writes: If you don't get Anthony Fantano for this episode, I will be disappointed. I'm You're not going to be Saul. disappointed. <laughs> I
1: guarantee it.
0: This was a good I, episode, even if we yeah. didn't get Fantano. We got left at London in the in the house. London. I mean, on
2: the I could, I I could, I could. Uh... Thank you. Uh, I could I could shave my head if you want me to. I could brush my teeth if you want me to.
1: I mean, you could Just say trans transition the and then Uh-oh.
2: transgender. Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. Hey, there it is.
1: I mean, like, and also transition is a thing that trans people do anyway. The point uh-huh. is, <laughs> the point is, we <laughs> did what you wanted in a roundabout way.
0: You're welcome. All right. Uh, Leviticus writes. Still, Still Leviticus. Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus writes. Men will literally perform runaway at karaoke instead of going to therapy. (laughs) All right. Two Shane's writes, I switched from Spotify to YouTube incognito mode to listen to Marvin's room before voting, just to make sure none of my friends saw that I was listening to Marvin's room on a Friday night.
2: (laughs) Wait, what was the? uh, I know that you do like polls sometimes. What was the, what was the poll? That's that's what oh, that's a, that'll out. be our final thing. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Jeremy Hanna writes, "Well, this was depressing," and then added a second comment. It's like, "I'm gonna go listen to Hot in Here again."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, all right, and uh, let's. Uh, let's <laughs> that was let's, a good one. Yeah,
2: that was a good impression. <laughs> oh.
0: It's a, a little bit more uh, dice, dice, man. Dice yeah. <laughs> All right. One last one. Uh, Noah Henderson writes, the secret to being a Kanye fan is to pretend that he blinks out of existence whenever he leaves the recording booth and his songs are the only evidence that he's real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little, a little too close to home for me there.
0: <laughs> OK, so I guess that, that that leaves just the poll results. And uh, A bloodbath. Thing... A bloodbath. Well, we don't know that yet. Like, Nat, what do you think? What do you think won and by how much?
2: I'm going to say 57% for Runaway.
0: All right. For a total of 406 to 96, that is an 81 to 19% split. Oh, shit. It is, it is a Runaway for Runaway. <laughs> uh, yet another L... That Pusha T has handed Drake <laughs> <laughs> just a massive blow. It I, Can't I escape. It was it was a slaughter. I did not. I mean, I know we're all sick of Drake at this point, but I thought he'd put up at least a little more of a fight. Like I really thought so, but like, nope. Runaway is just too towering in the culture. I guess.
2: I mean, you remember fucking Golf Wang? What, what was it? What what is the name of that uh, concert series? Flognaw, Camp Flognaw. Oh right. Uh when Drake performed Camp Flognaw. And he got uh, booed
0: off stage. Yeah. And
2: he got booed off stage. I know somebody who was at that concert they were having the time of their life just <laughs> booing Drake. It was, it was a great story to hear.
0: Yeah, but I I also remember after uh after the whole NAGA thing, like there were like reports like you couldn't even play like the good Kanye songs in clubs anymore, it'd get booed. Uh, but like I guess uh <laughs> Kanye at at least has kind of gone away at the very least these last couple of years and allowed us to remember the good stuff versus Drake who is, uh, let's be real. As much as I've stood up for Marvin's room, Drake has never been as good as Kanye at his best. All right. So thank you for listening to song versus song. Please, you know, tell all your friends about us, listen to us, donate to our Patreon and you can have our bonus movie reviews that we put out once a month. And if you give us $20, you can give us a poll option that we will put in our polls so you can help. Maybe people will pick your movie and we'll review it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Left at London. Check out her new, uh, where, where where can we find your new album?
2: Uh, you can find it on most streaming services. You can find it on Bandcamp. But if you go to leftatlondon.com slash T-I-A-P-F-Y-H, then you'll be able to find uh, pretty much everything that you need to including merch. You can get like vinyl, you can get hoodies, t-shirts, a bumper sticker for Marian Zioncheck and uh like it'll make like more blur- sense if
0: you ris- listen to the album.
2: Yes, very much more sense. Uh <laughs> which is a great sentence that I just said there. Yeah. Um but it's in the link of it's the link in like all of my social media bios, so if you follow me on any social media, you can just go into the bio there and find the website and uh if you don't want to find out what acronym it is.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Who, for being wait, on what's the, pod- the next episode. Uh, next episode, we will be doing Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel versus Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush.
2: Oh, what? hard. Oh, no. Oh, Fuck.
0: Yes. <laughs> how could you? How could I
1: <laughs> get ready?
0: To- I am. I am the absolute worst. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. So long.